Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, little children, dogs and cats, you already know who it is. <laughs> and we are back with another banger this week. It's your boy, Randy Chu, a.k.a. Mr. Chu on that, a.k.a. Mr. Slap, your great, 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 great ancestry. And I'm here with my illustrious co-host. There it is, Christopher J., a.k.a. Mr. I'm him, uh-huh. a.k.a. Mr. Essential, a.k.a. Mr. Skirt, Skirt, a.k.a. Mr. I don't know if anybody told you today, but I'm proud of you and I love you. Oh, how cute that is. Yeah, that's cute, man. Yeah, that's cute. It's yeah, real. It's listen, real. It's real. tonight's show is going to be off the charts. I just want to let everyone know that uh, Literally. we're going to have... Um, a very powerful special guest come on the show, but not right now. What we're going to do right now is we are going to have a little loose, open talk. There was something that my co-host said he wanted to get off his chest, and I know I do books and business right here, but we're going to skip by past that today because of our special guest. I want to say shout-out to our featured special, uh, featured co-host, um, Mr. Grantastic, a.k.a. The Professor, he is celebrating his wedding anniversary. I uh, believe it's his second wedding anniversary. And I just want to say shout out to the Grant family. Hope y'all enjoy each other tonight. Big facts. Um, all love. Uh, in all capacities of the word. Mm-hmm. Christopher J., you said you had something on your chest you had to get off. It's crazy that you, you shouted out, you know, Grant Tazica's. You know, he's, he's uh, celebrating his anniversary. You know, that's what most people do, get married when they fall in love or they get weak in the knees mm-hmm. or ankles. Uh-oh. Like Dak Prescott. Oh, hey, my God. Look, I'm only throwing shade because I'm not a Cowboys fan. Okay. I mean, I could throw shade at every other player that got injured, too. But, you know, it's just that one. I looked at the injury, and it was terrible. I, I got a messed up ankle, too. But it ain't from falling in love or playing football. I see that right now, <laughs> but uh, it was from running. I, I, I was you running. was running. I was running after Jenna. Nah, nah, oh, nah, I was okay. I was running to make sure I got a decent score so I don't get kicked out the military. Oh, okay. But it's neither here nor there. Uh, but yeah, if you notice, he was getting carted off, and he was crying. Who was now, crying? Dak. He was crying. Really? Yeah. Thing is, I don't know if he was crying, like. Because it hurt. I mean, I can imagine maybe it hurt, but I don't know. He probably has a high pain tolerance like me. Or was he crying because he knows that his career is like down the drain at this point? Everything you thought your future was is now like non-league. Yeah. It's it's basically shattered, like your ankle. Oh. It's a wrap, like your ankle? I don't, I, I mean, either. Oh. I don't. Skin, skin mad. Oh man! Wow. That, that, yeah, that, that, that's all I really have. You to really don't like the Cowboys, huh? Nah, nah. What's your favorite team? Thing is, I don't really have a favorite team. I like football. It's okay. Just that 
Okay. You know what my problem is? You know what? Because I'm it? all about finding deep-rooted issues. Mm-hmm. I think I have a problem with America, and Cowboys is America's team. I thought that was the Patriots after the Twin Towers mm-hmm. got hit. No, sir. No, it's sir. not? No, sir. I said, I'm a football fan, so I, I know where... I'm, I'm not really a football fan. Yeah, like I like, I like the sport of football. Okay. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not subjected to not just one team. I do have some favorites, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah teams yeah. that I like. Um, but yeah, Cowboys being America's America's football team. team. I'm not a fan ah, of America. Yeah. Okay, okay. So you're supposed to be the highlight, the the um yeah. Nah. Mm-mm. Not with weak ankles. I put something on Instagram earlier today. I, I think it's interesting that a lot of people have been complaining and talking about the the voting system, the the mail in ballots and all that. Mm-hmm. And my thing with that, Christopher J is that's a distraction. I think the real issue for those who are going to go out and vote, your focus should be on the electoral colleges. Not on the, because it doesn't matter what the country votes, the electoral colleges, the people who pick the president. Uh, I mean, we've seen this with Hillary and Trump. I was going to say that if you genuinely are so, if you're focused on just making sure you go vote, then you obviously have no understanding as to how, Voting, the voting system works, and you would then understand that we don't live in a true democracy. No, we don't. Uh, well, actually, we do, according to the etymology of the word. The rulership of demons. Yes, we are ruled by demons. This is, I mean, but yes, and that the democracy is, that they teach you in school and all that fake foolishness, like your vote, and based and, on the education that you were spoon fed. Touche, touche. Yeah. Um, I think that. I've never heard of nor seen any building that the Electoral College has. I don't know anyone who's actually went to the Electoral College, works for the Electoral College, graduated from the Electoral College. None of them. From the Electoral College. There you go. I agree. I mean, I heard one old black lady on the news a couple years ago, but can we Please stop paying black people money just to say something on the news. Because <laughs> hmm. you can run and tell that. <laughs> hide your kids, hide your wife, you know, all that goofy stuff <laughs> they put. I, I'm registered to vote. Um, Are you? I'm, I'm registered to vote. Um, I'm not a Democrat or Republican or an independent. Democrat. That's right. I'm not a Democrat or Republic Klan. I'm neither. Okay, clean that up. Yeah. Meow. I speak Ebonics. If you don't like it, you can chew on this. Because he's from the hood. <laughs> from the hood. Fatherhood. <laughs> so, no, seriously, I say that because I've been actually watching the presidential and the vice presidential debates. And I just want to say that even though I don't really believe or trust in the system like that, I was actually saddened by the presidential debate because both candidates showed that they were not very presidential. Or um, professional. Or professional. I or mean, knowledgeable. It sounded like two high school kids arguing over who has the biggest, uh, more friends in the cafeteria than the other, um, or who side riding for who. One was definitely sick, and the other looked really senile. Yeah. Um, 
you know, and I don't I don't like the fact of um I feel like when it comes to voting for black people, um, I feel like they use first of all, what needs to happen for black people in this country is not gonna come from the White House. That's number one. It is called the White House. Emphasis on the word white. What? <laughs> um, but I do feel I do feel like we can push because when you're voting for a president and selecting his administration, you're not just voting for that individual who presides over, over the corporation we call the United States of America. You're also electing all the collective agendas of his cabinet and those that are around him and what they have to offer the VPs and all the whole nine. So I think it is important to pay attention to what's going on in the political arena because um, this, I believe this presidential election is going to let us know if we're going to have a civil war immediately or later on in a couple more years. I don't think Trump is going to leave office um, without there being some violence. Um, He's already told the good old boys in his presidential debate that they, that they had pretty much do what you got to do. Um, for those who don't study history, um, which history is best qualified to award all research. Um, if you don't study history, you, you, you miss the underlining white supremacist statements that were made during the presidential debate. Mm-hmm. Um, these are just things that I, I just think about as a young black man here in America, because um, I'm the type of person that says, praise the Lord, and my ammunition don't need to be passed because I already got enough on me, and it's already loaded inside the guns, and I'm fitting to shoot. Um, that's how I feel about it. I feel also um, that uh, the vice president uh, debate was... Shout out to Young Pharaoh. I just want to say this real quick. I don't agree with everything this man says. Um, and me and him have a little personal history that the internet's not going to know about right now. But I will say this he has a 90 minute video with documentation proving that Camilla Harris is not an African American. For some reason, people keep calling her black. I'm just going to sip coffee. Oh, boy. But, yeah. So, but anyway, anything else you want to bring up? It's Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. And what does that mean, sir? Taco Tuesday. Does that mean Taco Tuesday? Is that what you're saying to me? It means Taco Tuesday. But I'm probably not going to have any. Why are you not going to have any? Because I'm trying to get a figure so I can watch it. Oh, okay. Listen, so when we come, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, um, we're going to go ahead and, and dive into the topic in a deep discussion and introduce the special guests and all those great things. So stay tuned. That's we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. 
but no, you can't hear me. I can. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you loud and clear. Good. Cool. Can't cool. see you yet though. Oh yeah, I got you. Hold on one second. About to work on that right now. <laughs> what you say? Oh. Wow. Alright, so let me share screen real quick. Um more share screen. I want to share You did. Yeah, I shouldn't have. Not with the choice that I had for food, but yeah, a whole large pizza. Okay, pizza. so Miss Penelope. Yes. How are you doing? Hi. I'm are, good. Are we gonna be able? Are we gonna be able to see you this show or just hear you? See me for sure. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, say hello to Christopher J. Christopher J. How are you? I'm well, and yourself, Miss Penelope. Great. I love your background there. Oh, thank you. I'm just trying to uh, set some things up properly real quick. All right. Yeah, it's a state-of-the-art news reporting studio, so that we can stay up to date in regards to, you know, what's going on in today's world. Oh, my God. (laughs) Is it a green screen? Yes. How did you know? Oh, my God. Well, you know, I'm in television. <laughs> yes. I love it, though. You guys look like you're doing a sports cast. Nice. <laughs> it's, funny. it's funny you said that. That's how we started the show. <laughs> yeah, we actually did. Uh, well, I didn't. Uh, my co-host, uh, Christopher J., uh, started talking about Dak Prescott. Yeah. I was hoping I was hoping you weren't a Cowboys fan. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Are you a Cowboys fan, Penelope? Um, you know what? I am not um, a fan of anything of any sport. Well, you know, I just don't keep up on them, so it's just not it's not my forte. I like to watch, but I couldn't tell you much about favorite um, teams. That's a safe answer. That works. <laughs> that works. Amazing. Okay, so when we come back on, we're about to come back on. Uh, we're on a commercial break right now. When we come back on, though, I want to uh, introduce you. I'm going to um, to a window. Let's see. No, I don't want to do that. I want to go back. I want to introduce you, and I want you to talk about um, uh, the two books, uh, "Do Unto Earth" and then the viral move, "Magic of Viral Energy." Yeah, you know, that's kind of my favorite, The Magic of Viral Energy. Yes, yes. I definitely want to dive into that. I'm going to mail you that, so I'll need your address. I want to mail you both a copy. Okay. Okay, perfect. So afterwards, shoot me a mailing address for you. And just to let you know, my audience will be supporting you um, when I, uh, after they hear the show, so don't be surprised. Cool. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. All right, so um, yeah. When you can I ask me anything too, we can just chat outside of the books as well, whatever wherever it takes us. Nice, okay. Because we we just been talking, like we just in, in ended our relationship series, 
and I, I yeah, and I would love to. Uh, yeah, I know. Let's talk about everything. Yeah, <laughs> cool. All right, so I got everything configured. Um, when I just when I tell you to uh, come on, just uh, turn your camera on, okay? Well, it's on. It's on. I can only see your picture. I don't know what else to do. You're gonna have to tell me because I'm seeing. Uh, what else would I do to get this on? Um, do you have a Do you have a camera? Uh... Well, it's just part of the Mac. There's something at the bottom left that says Start Video. Do you want me to hit? That? Yes. Yes. Hit that. Yay. Oh, okay. There we go. Cool. Yay. All right, so we're about to go live in three. I think we started that out. I know, right? <laughs> three, two, one. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Randy Chu, aka Mr. Chu on that, aka Mr. Slap. Here we go. Your great, 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 great grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here with my illustrious co host, Christopher J. A.K.A. Uh-huh. I'm him. Okay. A.K.A. You're not slapping her. Oh, my goodness. Here he goes. And I'm here with our special guest for tonight, Miss Penelope. Sorry. My English has been horrible tonight, I guess because I have a headache. Um, But she is the author of two dynamic books, and she has a whole resume of great things that she's done and been on numerous TV shows and has her own show as well. And then I believe October 28th or 23rd, she's going to be on a friend of the show's uh, show. It's the 28th. Um, Michaela. That was today. That was today? Earlier today. Oh, nice, nice. She's going to publish it, I believe, on the 28th, but you guys did the interview today, correct? Yep. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, she's real cool. I've been on her show, too. So tell the audience a little bit about yourself, um, about your books, and the whole nine. All right, perfect. Well, thanks for having me. My background is as a journalist, and I'm also a viral enologist, so I study viral energy. So viral energy is the contagious nature of energy and social interactions and the environments all around us. So we think about, we hear a lot about attraction. So the law of attraction, that's not what viral energy is. It's sort of two, two different things. Viral energy is really just you're marinating in a certain vibe. So you think of osmosis, the process by which molecules move through a semi-permeable membrane to balance on both sides. Yes. That's what viral energy is. So we think about our political environment right now and all this stuff in the news and all of this craziness as one example of things that we're dealing with right now in our environment. And so viral energy is mitigating that. And one of the things that I like to say is solution is the solution to pollution. Oh, yeah, drop that on. Oh, I like that. Say that again. Yeah, dilution is the solution to pollution. Mm. It's actually an adage from the medical industry. So if somebody gets poisoning, doctors will use that. It's sort of that thing that always reminds them to dilute, dilute, dilute. Mm. So, you know, alcohol poisoning even. So you want to dilute, dilute, dilute. It's the same with viral energy. So we want, you might have that drama friend who's always calling you. With, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, you know, everybody has one. Yes. I, my, cousin, my cousin's that one for me. And so, you know, for, for that situation, I just have to 
you know, if I have an important interview with you guys, I'm not going to take a phone call from her ahead yes. of time. So it's that, you know, mitigating when you, uh, you know, open that portal to certain, you know, you're going to be there for your friends. You're going to have to, you know, be aware of the news and these things are around us, but to be aware of it. So dilution is the solution to pollution. Wow. Wow. I love yeah. it. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, well, first of all, let me go ahead and share your books with the audience uh, right. real quick. You have uh, the book you were just speaking of is right here. It's called The Magic of Viral Energy or The Move. Um, and then you also have a book um, called Do Unto Earth. Can you give a brief synopsis of that book as well but before sure. we get into the rest of the dialogue? Sure can. So it had it started off as a sequel to the magic of viral energy. So it was taking viral energy on the personal and interpersonal level and expanding that on the global level. So there's actually pockets and masses of energy on a very large scale that are so large that they can be seen from space, actually, to people who are sensitive to energy. Wow. And that was the idea in the beginning. And then I was contacted by a woman who's a channeler, a spirit channeler, who I knew. I had um, known her because I had gone to her for a couple of sessions at one point. Okay. And she contacted me to say that the um, spirit energy, and I know that sounds a little weird, but we can get into it. No, no, you get it. Yeah, I wanted to offer support to my Viral Energy Institute, so I founded it. Was this PAX? Correct. Okay. Correct. I'm actually going to hold those books up so you can see them here. So okay. that's the first one, The Magic of Viral Energy. Yes. And this is Due Unto Earth. So it started off, It was it's an environmental repair book is how it started off, but when PAX had offered, the Spirit Energy PAX had offered, Support to the Viral Energy Institute, it actually eventually became support to this book. Okay. And so it is um, a book of my, myself ask, asking questions as a journalist and the answers being returned from spirit. So it's absolutely fascinating, Randy, the stuff that came through. Um, you know, I ask questions just from my own curiosity. So I like to say it's the most interesting book on environmental repair that you're ever going to read because <laughs> it doesn't just talk about the problems and it's not boring. I dive into, you know, what happened at Roswell in 1947 and how were the stones of the Great Pyramid built. You know, all of these right. things just kind of born from my own curiosity. Yes. It's really a fast, fascinating read. Okay. Okay. I'm, you know, and I actually look forward to reading both books. Um um, I really do. Uh, and, and, and for um, anyone that's listening, the listening audience, those that are viewing, watching live stream or anything, if you want me, if you want to call in to talk to us um, or our special guest, Penelope, the number of the dial is 516-531-9828, 516-531-9828. You said something earlier um, well, before I even ask the question, one last thing. Is there anything else that you want to promote? I'm going to have you promoting uh, even before I let you off the interview. I'm going to have you promote your stuff again. Um, but is there anything else you want to promote before we get into the, the to the discussion? Well, that's very kind of you. I also have two other books, The Likely Future Volumes 1 and 2. These are also channeled, and they're on coronavirus. So really interesting information, including the most likely cure and vaccine, which is different to what 
anybody is researching now. So I find that to be important information, but also it's a little bit, uh, I want to have fun with this interview. So while, <laughs> while I appreciate you asking about all of, you know, the books that I, these are all recently published in the last few months, uh-huh. I just want to, you know, let's just talk about anything. We can go anywhere you want. Cool, cool. Yeah. Okay. Um. So the chew, on the Chew on That show, we talk deep stuff. We have fun. We have goofiness. Um, we're been, we've been labeled conspiracy theorists to <laughs> goofballs that have a uh, very harsh um, sense of humor. So it's a it's a no holds bar here. But listen, you saw we so we we just uh, left our relationship discussion, and then we had a Correct. men's leadership brotherhood fatherhood. Correct. Um, great discussion, uh, brother and brotherhood discussion and. One of the things that I always talk about is protecting your own, uh, in this context, protecting your own energy, protecting your own uh, vibe. Um, Can you give us something that, for those who are addicted to what we call drama or addicted to accepting those, uh, those bad vibrations, how can they break that addiction? Um, because to me, any that addiction is just like being addicted to alcohol or cigarettes or drugs or anything, that whole toxic thing. What, do, what would you say to someone like that? You're so absolutely right. And I talk about this often with clients and they're, they're usually not aware that they're addicted and they don't look at it as you presented it. And it is like, it is very similar to an alcoholism. So I think the first thing is the awareness of it. And then they just have to take baby steps. You know, um, you know, I look at my life and I did a lot of kind of giant quantum leaps to get to where I am now. A lot of people are not that brave or they need to go a little bit slower. So if they can just start with awareness and I would say meditation is extremely helpful. So when you're meditating, you're um, I like to say praying is asking and meditation is listening yeah. Kind of listening for the answers. You're opening up that, you know, to the divine consciousness within you, your yeah. own higher self, and being able to receive that information. So meditation is a great thing to do for people who, you know, this might be foreign to them and they're so, you know, enraptured in their drama that <laughs> they don't even want to get out of it. You know, you know what I'm yeah, talking about, yeah, right? Like yeah. they, they don't even want to. They enjoy talking about it so much that I think it's just habitual. And they've, you know, created such a pattern of, um, and really enjoyment too, because even if it's something bad, they're complaining about a boyfriend or complaining about a husband, they make the phone calls all the time to the best friend. And there's some sense of enjoyment that they're getting out of that as well, but it's holding them back. So to understand that what they're creating within themselves is viral energy, and it could be light or heavy, right? There's different degrees, but it's not just, you know, oh, okay, so you picked up this, you know, vibe and it's heavier, it's negative. It's actually really impactful on your life. Wow. And these vibes that we're in, they actually are within seven levels. You can think of it like a department store where there's seven stories and think of each one of those seven levels. And I've studied this in the work that I do in viral enology, that there's seven levels. So the bottom is like hell, basically. Okay. And it goes goes up from there to levels of awareness, levels of wanting that's somewhere in the middle, um, 
and then, you know, awareness is after that and eventually creation. And then it's like a heaven. And I don't mean that, but, you know, the heaven from in a religious sense. Right, right. Things are, you know, it's very enlightened. So what your vibe is, that internal presence, puts you in one of those. Now, okay. here's the catch. You only get what you're in flow with. Oh, wow. Okay. Like a department store. You could be walking around that department store looking for your soulmate. And the soulmate of your dreams is not there because they're probably vibrating up here at a much higher level, a higher flow. They say go with the flow. Yeah, yeah. That's what those levels are. You could also think of them as rivers if they were stacked one on top of the other if you want to think of a flow. But a lot of times people have these dreams and, you know, wanting a better relationship or wanting to meet a soulmate or career aspirations and following their dreams. And if you're not on level, if you're not vibing, if you're not in flow with those same things, you'll just never find them there. So, you know, you have to go to where your dreams are energetically and within your own vibration. So, so what would you say to someone who I often say that um, larger size people <laughs> uh, have it harder in life than those that are not uh, 300 pounds and above. Um, <laughs> uh, so, because I noticed that uh, social media has given people the confidence uh, to, or make them make them feel like, uh, how can I say it without being mean and evil? Um, being mean and evil is your personal interpretation. Um, I think, I think, some people are so they they have a sense of arrogance mm-hmm. um because they read a couple books they 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 do the meditation thing like you were talking about um and they talk about how good they are to their spouse but every other month they have a different significant other mm. what's an incongruency isn't it so what, what would you say to someone who doesn't know how to keep stability in their life? Such a good question. So when I see that, I would say that those are signs and symptoms of an incongruency. So we can look a certain way on the outside. We all put this, you know, facade up, um, some a lot more than others. Yes. And what you're describing, you know, someone who wants to project a certain thing. So they're projecting maybe a certain um, balanced spirituality, but in reality, there's turmoil because when you're changing, you know, your partners that often, it does denote that there's some instability there because I think at the core of everything, and I'd like to hear what you guys have to say about that, but we all just want love, don't we? I mean, I think that even someone who's younger and is still having fun, kind of a player still, uh, wants stability. And uh, Are you picking up on the vibrations right now? Uh, no. Oh, okay. I just, I had to ask. I'm just saying. I mean, you, 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 you hit the bulls out on, uh, I'm not going to say no names, but uh, anyway, go ahead. Finish, finish your statement. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> We'll talk, we'll talk about the that. Core, at the core of it, I mean, I can remember when I was that person. Okay. Many years ago, um, 
And maybe I wasn't ready to settle down, but in my heart of hearts, I was looking for what I think everybody's looking for, and that is a soulmate. So somebody who you can just be yourself around, Mm -hmm. somebody who will love you no matter what, always be there for you, um, be loyal to you. And I think that no matter where someone is in their, you know, own spiritual and personal evolution, that's really what they really desire deep in their soul Mm -hmm. to just be loved unconditionally by by that person that um you also have to be excited about the person it's not just love from anybody yeah yeah we're all guess what we're all looking for the diamonds if you over 300 pounds you stand no chance uh i'm such a kid go ahead (laughs) (laughs) so who are you talking about yeah yeah randy who are you talking about you know, uh, I'm a journalist, right? So I'm going to have to ask a couple questions. Oh, no, I love it. I love it. Get away. So, I'm curious, too. So, um, <laughs> Christopher J., what do you got to say about that? <laughs> I'm just as curious. So you, I'll take notes if you, you take notes. You said, you said earlier um, um, about someone who was a player and, and, and all that. And I'm just curious. I, I just love the way that that flowed, how the – how the sounding great, right? Your your viral energy just protruded through Zoom and everything, <laughs> and Penelope just picked up on it. So I want to I want you to confess your faults. Oh my goodness, we're gonna do some psychoanalysis on Christopher J. I think. Yes, right. Yes, <laughs> and what's gonna end up happening is so because without saying no names, this guy Christopher J is looking for the one. Yes. But it keeps running into the dumb. Hmm. And I want to know why, because Christopher J is a nice young man. And I want to know what's going on. Do you want can, me to take a stab at this? Can you can you help him to know? Yes. But, take a stab at it. I'm all about that. I've been stabbed before. Okay. Go ahead. I would probably have to ask you a few questions to actually do this right, but I'm just going to take a stab at it because I'm, a little bit intuitive. We'll see how I do. Okay. You want somebody very special, and I think that sometimes these days it's hard to really find that special mate. You know, you can have a lot of people. You're a good-looking guy. You're successful. There's a lot of women that you could date. Appreciate but you. Appreciate it's you. easy to keep turning over relationships because you haven't found the right person. And I think that a lot of times... What we're looking for is that rare diamond. And mm. sometimes it's almost, you know, too easy. We want somebody that challenges us. And a lot of times I think that when you're in the dating world, it's kind of hard to find that partner who really challenges you. And someone, you know, don't men really want to chase, though? Like, isn't it inherent in the male? Yeah, we are hunters. Like, yes. Yeah. 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 I get and, that. Tell me how I'm doing so far, because I don't know you, and uh, I'd like to specifically talk about your situation. So fill us in, fill us in. So um, speaking very vaguely, yes, I'm in total agreement. Um, If I were to give you some background, um, I was raised by my father and my stepmother. I have work a very strong ambition and work ethic bred into my genetics. Mm. I'm a hard worker. I was raised by a hard working woman 
<sighs> but I'm living in a society who breeds superficial instant gratification bread women. Mm. So yes, what may seem on the outside looking player like because I may go from date to date to date, you're looking at the what and not operating in the why. Mm-hmm. But I'll leave that alone. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I pause you for a second? Go ahead. Uh, real quick, we have a caller. Don't forget your thought. Area code nine one four. State your name. Where you calling from? Alicia, Maryland. <laughs> okay, talk to us. You you called into the Chew on that show. We have our special guest Penelope here, and we're talking about the viral move, magic of viral energy. Talk to us. What you calling to, to say to us? I like the discussion about the diamond and how Christopher J is looking for that diamond. And I think that a lot of men think that the diamond is just going to be out there in the open, but they fail to realize, like, diamonds are found in Africa, soil, in the dirt. So, yes, there might be a lot of people who look like diamonds, but they're really cubic zirconiums. So you really have to dig clean and find somebody who might not necessarily be perfect right down in there, but actually mm. might be inherently perfect. Amen. I think a lot of times, especially men and women, think like superficially looks out, outwardly person, but then really deep down inside they're missing the people who are actually good people who are ready right now, not ready tomorrow or in two years when they're done being a player or whatever. Uh, mm. That's how I kind of see it. Penelope, you want to respond? Oh, I think respond. I think that's very, very wise words. And also, you know, as much as the man needs to, you know, look beneath the surface, as you're saying, and see what's really there, see the potential in someone, and that they are a diamond. Also, that that rare diamond is a person who doesn't give it all up. You know what I mean? So. Men are looking for someone who, you know, is a little bit hard to get to. And I think that today that's gone away a little bit. And even dating has become very difficult, you know. Um, I remember when, you know, the guy paid for dinner. And now it's, you know, um, it's a different situation where it's very confusing to both men and women, you know, should they, you know, share the bill. And then that moment when the bill comes, it's just excruciating. And so, a lot of the gender roles have kind of changed to uh-huh. where it's difficult to woo a woman because you don't know if you're supposed to. And so how do you shape when you don't even know if it's socially acceptable anymore? Yeah. And is this a rare diamond who respects herself and wants to be, you know, treated as such, going back to those kind of old school ways of dating? But now it's like as if there's something wrong with that. And why should it, why should there be? You know, what what is so wrong with being wined and dined and doing that for a woman and being allowed to as a man chase that instinct that's inside of us. So I think that we should make it okay to go back to some of that traditional um, dating that um, lately I think has become uncomfortable. You know, like I said, this moment when the check arrives is just so uncomfortable. So can we just allow ourselves to mm-hmm. date the way we used to. Mm-hmm. But that that's going to require a certain level of 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 self peace almost to just allow things to kind of flow. 
yeah. which most people don't We're have. We're so out of habit with that now. Yeah. You know, yeah. years ago it was just how it was, and it's just so different now that it's just so confusing. And women are trying to do what they feel they should do. You yeah. know, you offer to, and I don't even know if that's, you know, that might even be a touchy subject paying for a bill because I know it can kind of open a can of worms, but let's open the can of worms. Yeah. Is it yeah. so bad I like to, right. is it so bad to go on a date and to be treated that way? And I think that women want to be taken care of and, that's another thing that we're not even allowed to say anymore, but guess what? At the end of the day, women are nurturers. They're yes. giving so much. Yes. Why shouldn't they want to be taken and, care of? And you know, I don't mean financially. I'm kind of making an overarching taking care of like it's a feeling. Yeah. And you know, to, to, I'm glad you said that because, um, because women are nurturers, um, a man wants to be nurtured by by a woman or by his significant woman and mm-hmm. it's almost in a sense like society has us now where the women are hard and tough and yeah. the men have to be the nourishers to the woman and i feel like that creates a lot of conflicts within relationships because now that leaves the man confused on is he being too soft and it or is he being overly aggressive like if like back in the day there was the the rule of if you look if you look into the girl's eyes a certain way you'll know if you're gonna get the first the kiss on the first night versus entering the home on the first night or you know whatever now it's like if you rub the arm the wrong way it's almost like you can get a lawsuit like it's it's just like and it's yeah. it's, it's a it's a lose lose yeah. Yeah. Looking for Jay out there, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is. I'm struggling. It is. <laughs> I know. I want to hear the rest of your story, though. Okay, you yeah, yeah. You were raised by your father and stepmother. Mm-hmm. Um, and my stepmother was a very strong woman. Um, and by being raised between those two, um, I have a slight disagreement in regards to... Uh, gender roles Mm -hmm. I do feel like there are just voids that need to be filled based on learning the other individual what if the male wasn't taught necessarily to provide but to nurture and what if the woman was taught to provide but that blend what what if what if you guys can make it work what if there's a couple that can make that work Mm -hmm. oh and they should right so so they're they're filling in the void they're they're complementing one another right I mean, because they're happy on their own, but they're adding to each other's happiness because they're filling in the voids. So I'm, I'm stuck between learning from the past. I'm not dwelling in it, but learning from the past, mm-hmm. operating in the now to build a better future. So I'm going in with um, a mind and a heart of just like, okay, um, who are you? Uh, what do you want? Um, <laughs> and, and by that, I don't mean like, what do you want with me? I'm like, what do you want? Because I'm trying to learn you. Okay, so right. now that you've told me what you want, what are we going to do about it? Because if I'm in your life, right, I'm, we're mm-hmm. going to give up the eyes and the me's for the us and the we's, right? So what do you want? So I can do what I know. Thank you. And, and that, do, you, do you think that women that you date in general don't know what they want or don't have a sense that, of self uh, or their own, like, direction? That they don't know what they want or they're so caught up. Um, and whatever drives pride 
and sometimes I do feel like pride in a woman is often a bleeding wound. They're so independent because they've been... Well, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, they've been hurt by being dependent. This is what I'm getting at. Yeah, so they don't want to be... They don't want to allow someone to help them. Yes. Yeah. So that, yeah. So that, that you guys do? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, that, kills, that kills a lot of me. So yeah, okay, yeah. all right. I'm, I'm this bald bearded guy who goes to the gym, and I, you know, I have, a, a, I'm physically imposing, but I don't have to walk around with my chest out 24 seven with the with a mean face. Like, all right, I'll break you. No, I, I yeah, don't. Yeah, no, my, yeah. Life yeah. is doing that already. Yeah. I don't need to break you. I want to help you. Um, the same arms that you're probably used to hurting you are I'm trying to use to comfort you. You're not used to that. I get it. Oh, but women love that. See, and that's what maybe they're not saying these days. I think this is coming full circle now because mm-hmm. when you said that oftentimes the women are so independent or at least saying they are, I am here to tell you, my friends, that women don't want to be as independent as they say they want to be. Mm. It is a... Um, self-defense mechanism that women have put up because when we think we have to, we think that's what you want. It's um, very trendy. And again, it's really hard for me to say this while simultaneously being obviously an independent entrepreneur. So it's just, it's hard to have that conversation in one hour because it might take five to not have that be misleading to some of the listeners, because by no means am I saying that women should not be independent and that there should be, you know, gender roles per se, because that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying more of let's liberate ourselves to just say what we really feel. And if people did that, you know, I'm going to tell you what I think is, you know, really going on or how I felt that, you know, when I was dating. And you guys will be honest, but if everybody would just be honest, I think you would find, particularly for yourself, Christopher J., is that women don't want to be as independent because um, there's a difference between independence and having to do everything by yourself. And that gets crossed. That gets misinterpreted. Yeah, yeah. That no, independence I that. should mean you do everything by yourself. Right. Because that's not really what women want. Women do want a partner. Right. Um, to be honest, um, Christopher J. Then we have another. Then we have another caller. Well, let's, go take, let's take the caller because I need to re- retrain okay. my thoughts. Caller, you on the line on chewing that show? State your name. Where you calling from? It's Alicia again from Maryland. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hi, Alisa. So I wanted. Hi again. Um, I wanted to touch on that independence because it's kind of a tricky slope. Because as a woman, my dad taught me to be independent. So he taught me how to change a tire on my own, how to fix things on my car. Like I can change the battery on my own. All those things that typical women don't really know how to do. Because. A lot of the times in society, we've been programmed to think that men are bad and only want one thing for us. So, like, if we're able to help ourselves, we don't need them. But um, Wow, that's deep. It's it's weird because independence to me shouldn't be a threat at the same time because I feel Mm. like independence to men is a threat because some men say they don't want to wine and dine a woman but then want to take care of her and want to like rule her. And I'm, I'm like, you either get one or the other, 
or you meet in the middle and compromise. And I think a lot of people nowadays aren't willing to compromise because I feel like you can be independent and dependent at the same time. I agree. It is a slippery slope that, you know, you started by saying that, and it absolutely is. It um, kind of hurt my heart for a minute when you said how, um, you know, being independent. Um, how did you put that, Elisa? You said that the men want to hurt you or only want one thing from you. Mm. So I feel like in society, and I'm not saying necessarily for my father, but in society, what we see on the news, what we see on social media, that men are the enemy. Men are the the villain. And especially in the African-American community, that is especially going towards our African-American men. And it becomes a problem, especially in our community, because there's a great divide in our community right now because it's like black men versus black women. And it's because black men are like, oh, she's independent. She, she, she needs to be like controlled or something like that. She, she's, we need to control her body and all these things. And women are like, but I can, you know, do this on my own. But at the same time, some men are like, well, I expect after we go on a date that we're going to have sex. Get the so, like, there's, there's there's different like ideas and ideologies going on that are butting heads. Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds it sounds like you guys need to do a whole nother series on this topic. This, you know, independence versus. You know, true independence versus putting um, a shield up to protect yourself from the opposite sex, which is, you know, not working for anybody. Spurning, alienation. Mm, mm. Yes. Yes, this is deep. This is deep, and it sounds like we've um, hit on a... Yeah, we... Yeah. And, and you know, uh, well, first, thank you, caller, for for calling back in. Um, Appreciate the calls always. Um... I want to say this now. I'll let you say something, Christopher J. Um, you know, I didn't realize that this was going to bring this much attention, but you know, I'm just going with the flow of things, um, moving with the with the flow of things. And um, I think it's interesting because uh, from what I'm picking up, Penelope, you you seem like um, you have in the recent years hit a stride of balance. Um, when it comes to uh, being an independent entrepreneur, uh, brand building, uh, journalist type of woman to um, be able to give this kind of advice. Um, because a lot of the listeners that we have, uh, in particular the female audience, all the female callers we've had has, has, has said similar things um, or have been have called in to talk about the damages they received in relationships. And um, I always try to paint the narrative that um, you always have to look within yourself first um, because relationships is the, the relationship is a mirror of who you are, not the individual you're dating, but it's a mirror of actually who you are. It's uh it's uh a highly reflective school um, in the words of Zoe Williams. Um, And so 
I feel like, but at the same time, I also feel like you can't blame everything on yourself. Um, and that's what I mean by balance. Um, you can't blame everything on yourself. Like at some point you have to realize that they're just some evil, wicked, selfish, want what they want from you and leave type of people in the world. And they know how to disguise their motive. Um, one of the statements I make on the show is people often say actions speak louder than words. Well, I say intention speaks louder than actions because I can, I can conduct myself under a certain behavior pattern until I get what I want from you Um, (laughs) because my intentions from the beginning were, wasn't right. And, um, I feel like Christopher J has ran into those type of experiences where people have said nice, said the right things and have conducted certain behavior patterns. But when he, when they realize that he's a real man and wants to do things the right way, it's almost intimidating. Next. Speak. (laughs) So I say next, you know, they're not the one for you. Yeah. you know, you're, you're young and you, you know, you will go through a lot of dating before you find the right person. So that's okay. But I think that as soon as we call those people out, as Randy was saying, as soon as you discover who they really are, you know, it's, it's, it probably is time to go. So maybe it's okay that at this stage, there are a lot of relationships that don't last too long. Maybe that signifies that you know what you want. Mm. And once you discover who they are, you're like, you know what? That's just not for me. So maybe that's, you know, kudos to you for, for knowing that. I mean, it'd be nice to find out sooner, right? What people are all about in their intentions, but sometimes that takes a little bit of time. Indeed. Um, I will say that I'm also in a phase of my life where I'm finding a balance within myself as well. Mm. Um, Because what led me to those moments where I've exerted an excess of energy is because I too am in the medical field. Um, I too uh, have a heart to nurture. Um, I too was also intimidated by the strong woman who raised me. And now I I have the strength to, to conduct myself. So I grew into it. I can't expect everyone to be where I am automatically. So kind of in reference to what was said earlier, I don't expect you to be the diamond up front. Diamonds are made through heat and pressure. Maybe I'm the heat and pressure that needs to be applied. So, mm. But if you're willing to go through that heat and oh, pressure, then I will comfort you and nurture you through it to make sure that you will come out. You know, you can't be single. I mean, come on. <laughs> you you seriously have to be what most women are looking for. So I like to think that I'm the closest thing to God's gift to women, but <laughs> oh god. But well, but no, not, but not too, not too far off. Now you sound like you have an incredible balance. You said you're still working on your balance. So which part are you working on? Um, being able to decipher who is and isn't good for me so I don't burn myself out. What I don't want to find myself doing is pouring from an empty cup because with an empty cup, the only thing I have left to fill it up with is bitterness and resentment, and we know that there are plenty of those people around, and I'm not trying to be one of those. Do you think that you need to develop your sixth sense a little bit more? Because, you know, we know deep down, like, there's almost no such thing as a lie because you kind of know – 
some people know, some people are more intuitive to that than others, but you kind of know when my discernment full of it. I've, I've, I've tapped into my, I'm uh, glad you said that Penelope. I think that you got to listen to your gut instinct. Yeah. I think that, I think that, uh, men, we, we have the thought, the thoughts come to us to say, yo, this is BS, but because of our desires, we tame that, that voice. So you do it too. Women do this all the time. I mean, this is like, it's so, it's so fun for me to talk to you too, because this is what women do. Yeah. We, you know, you get it in your mind that they're, you know, what you want them to be. And you just make up that story to yourself because, you know, it's a certain image. It looks like this. You want it to fit into what you want it to be. And red flags will come up. And every time I talk to someone who's gone through this or is in the middle of a relationship like this, there are red flags. There are red flags. You we, just have to. We're literally on the same frequency. I literally just wrote red flags. Like No way. Yeah, that's it, serious. Okay, <laughs> You have to listen to them. So, you know, at some point, at some point you start listening to that. And but Randy has said earlier about people with drama and they get addicted to it. You can also get addicted to going in and out of relationships because you're just used to doing that. And maybe, wow. you know, I used to, when I was younger, our family moved every two years and I would find that every two years I would dump the boyfriend I was with because I had this. Wow. So maybe you're getting like where it's going to be three months or whatever it is, six months, one year, whatever that is for you, Christopher J. And it's like this, you know, it's like a pattern where you get to that point and you feel like, well, you know, this is, you know, I'm done with this. And it's like this pattern. So you have to maybe do something. I, I you got to bring new water in your pond. I, I, mm. I agree. I actually can agree with what you're saying. In fact, I've already acknowledged that part as well. Um, I was a uh, prior military. So I'm used to going from base to base to base to base. Uh, upon ah. um, exiting the military, I was offered a job. Although the money paid very well, I would have been financially stable and abundant. It was going to require me to move and move and move and move. But I said for the simple fact that I want to build a foundation, I turned that down. So well, that's a yeah, life is just a series of choices. Right. So that sounds like a good choice. So for I've you. acknowledged that and the same thing that I've acknowledged the same thing even in regards to women, which is why I also choose to exercise in transparency. Now, amongst uh, what I spoke earlier in regards to being uh, physically imposing or to alleviate the intimidation factor, I exercise in vulnerability as well. Let me show you the softer side of love from what seems to be a hard man. Um, I'm going to show you the softer side. So if I'm being vulnerable, I'm going to allow you to feel safe so you can do the same too, especially amongst independent women who feel they need to be strong 24-7. Here, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a safe place where you can feel safe so that way we can both be transparent with one another. But that's when I learned that, okay, obviously you're operating from a wounded place. Now, do we so want to – So how is that vulnerability being received by them? <clears throat> um, and so – Mm. A societal driven stigma as sometimes it's often dr- viewed as weak. Although I'm also the person that you come back running to when you're in need or, or uh, in need of something to be provided or some form of provision, because you see the good at that point when, when it's needed. Kick them to the curb. No, well, I'm, I'm, I've learned that. Yeah, I, I, I've learned to I've learned to friend zone without a problem. Because no, there's no such thing as friends between men and women. I'm sorry. There's you, both sides yeah. want something from the other. There's very few people that are actually a genuine friend. 
maybe yeah. as a couple, you have other friends that are men and women, but as a single man, those women, they want something from you. Maybe they want their car fixed. I <laughs> yeah, to be picked yeah. up from the airport. I mean, it's not working. Well, for they you. want something else fixed. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, Penelope. I try to give the benefit of the doubt, but I agree. I agree. You know, um, um, you know, they, they, they. How can, how can one change their energy if they recognize that they're toxic? Mm-hmm. There are many modalities to change your energy. First of all, you know, you look at what is your environment. So what are you surrounding yourself with? So, you know, you want to look at that first. So if you have a lot of toxicity in your friend group or in your workplace, even a messy like desk is a viral energy in a way because it makes you feel deflated. When every time you look at that desk, there's, you know, it just looks like crap and there's stuff everywhere. So all of these things in our environment from the people to the physical environment are important to look at that going deeper beyond that you know once you've mitigated your environment and you're doing all you can there i say get out in nature for one thing so we live in these concrete jungles and they have a vibration too so you know all things have a vibration and so do the cities that we live in to get out into nature so nature's vibrating perfectly that's what it does that's what um, the lack of free will actually does for nature it's vibrating in perfect harmony So if you can get around nature, go out and take a walk in a forest, do your meditation in a forest or at the beach or whatever you can do, if there's just a community, you do that on a regular change and it's really interesting. So I'm going to give you this analogy. So think of a, a water balloon and let's say that it's a hot water balloon. The water inside is hot. That represents you. Mm-hmm. So you drop that into a cool swimming pool. Mm-hmm. What will happen is within a period of time, they will become homeostasis with each other. So what was hot water inside the balloon, so that's you coming from the city kind of hopped up. Now you're in this large swimming pool of cool water. <clears throat> it's always the vibration with the higher concentration, sort of the more that will you'll you'll actually level out to it rather than the other way around. So you won't have any effect on nature because nature has this, you know, large, powerful environment um, vibrating, but you will become homeostasis and balance your internal energy with nature. So that's one example of something you can do. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of modalities of things that you can do, but to, you know, look at those things that are influencing your life is really important. And then on the flip side, what can you do to get back to harmonious balancing? Ladies and gentlemen, hmm. we're going to take a quick 2.2 minute break. When we come back, I want to uh, emphasize on um, the topic for tonight, uh, viral energy. <laughs> um, and I also have uh, two other questions I want to ask Penelope when we come back. Um, but, when we come back, we're going to have our intellectual rant by Christopher J, and then we're going to continue the topic and discussion uh, with Miss Penelope. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this quick 2.2. That was dope. Hey, Penelope, that was fire. Yeah, that was dope. You did that. 
That this was is fun, guys. Yeah. We usually don't get to talk about relationships, but you know, viral energy has applications to everything, so just was super fun. Yeah, no, so I'm I'm in the process of writing my uh, book called The True Noble Truth. Wow. I definitely need you to help me on that. That's this is gonna like if we tag team that it'd be amazing. Yeah, I feel like there's some collaboration. Um I've just felt that. Um not sure what that looks like, but I even would like to come back another time. Like you know, like a dear Abby where people just call in for relationships. I think you need a female voice every now and again. So yeah, you, it's funny, when I made the flyer for tonight for tonight's show. I was like, I, I wish I, I wish she was local. I would love for her to be a co-host of my show. Like, even just, I don't know. I guess we can talk about that offline or whatever. But like, I, I really, I really feel like that that should be something we aim towards in the future. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do too. I feel something with that too. I love the different perspectives. You know, the male, female. But we could talk about anything. Yeah, know? yeah. We could talk about race. We could talk about what's going on in the world. We could talk about. Um, anything. Where are you guys from, by the way? So we're we're, we're we're in Maryland, and we're born and raised in Maryland. Okay. So I I mean I lived in other states, but I came back home in 2013. I left in 2007 and came back 2013. So I've experienced a great deal of travel and things like that. So I, I yo I definitely like usually um, when we have we have a lot of special guests that are good. Um. It's, it's a few of them that I've hung up on and was like cut them off the show because it was some hot garbage or they disrespected us oh, on the air. And yeah, and like 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 one show, uh, Christopher J had 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 asked a question and the, and the special guest kind of went off and uh, didn't like it at all. Anyway, we gotta go. We gotta come right back. So um, I want to talk about. I want to dive into uh, after Christopher J's intellectual rant. I want to dive into relationships more and then I want to hear that I want you to drop that nugget about the the coronavirus that you dropped on uh Instagram. Which one was that? Uh about the the little Chinese uh scientist lady who Oh where it came from? Yeah. So gotcha. uh, all right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It's your boy Randy Chu, aka Mr. Chu on that, aka Mr. I'm wondering if I should slap the great 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 grandmother. Or the great 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 grandfather. I don't know. I'm just gonna smack both of them tonight. And I'm here with my illustrious co-host Christopher J. AKA Mr. I'm him, aka the intellectual irritant. Yes. Um, and our special guest Penelope, but it is time for the intellectual rant from Christopher J. If you're watching and you see me slap his shoulder like such and grab the shirt. That means he said something. He dropped bombs. He stringed jewels. It was a lot of hot monkey lava. <laughs> um, Christopher J's intellectual rant, and then we're going to continue on with our special guest. Um, I, I'm not going to go too far into this one. I have to say that I'm actually, uh, I have been mentally and intellectually stimulated by Miss Penelope. Um, I appreciate this topic. Um, the dilution is the solution to pollution definitely like strung uh, a very big core with me because most people would listen to that and, and realize uh, or think that that is just applicable to maybe earth or mother nature and not understanding the connection between people and the planet all sourcing from the derivative of energy. We're talking about uh, uh, viral energy, um, which through, 
And we always talk about in all of our other episodes that there's power and connectivity. So to understand the connection, I don't know if any of our listeners have ever operated or uh, a technique. I've actually done it. It's called grounding or earthing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. to, to to you know step outside barefooted to to truly connect. Yes. With the earth. Um, yes. Reset your magnetic field. Correct. And all that. Yes. People sometimes yearn for peace so much uh, they don't even realize that they're living in it. We we talk about operating in <laughs> in a oh, boy. We talk about wanting to be in a harmonious environment, not realizing that it is revolving around you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, take your shoes off, your working boots. Take your working boots off and just step outside. Get 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 yourself together. Get you, get your energy together. And I know we we we've nullified the law of attraction, but I will say that your vibe does in fact attract your tribe. Okay, gathering yourself together. Talk. Appreciate y'all. It does. It does, in fact, um, come together with one another. And again, with taking back to what I said in the beginning, there is power and connectivity. Being able to bring all of those together, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised at what you can attain in life. Hence, why I said earlier, I'm working on my balance so I can properly attract what's necessary. Ends rant. Ladies and gentlemen, wow. that was the intellectual rant from our intellectual irritant, Christopher J. Um, I say Christopher J, a.k.a. the philosopher. Oh! I get called that in my barbershop. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate oh, yeah. that. Um, I liked it. That was good. There, um, two, I want to ask two questions, but I don't, I don't feel like, let me just say this. We have... Miss Penelope on the show, and we are talking about viral energy. We've dived into relationships, and I just want to say, if you are toxic, she gave some steps on how not to be so toxic. Um, Christopher J. in his intellectual rant just said that you need to take your crusty shoes off and socks <laughs> and put them bunions and corns to some grass um, to reset your magnetic field. A lot of, a lot of times, uh, Penelope, people don't understand that the things that we love the most, um, our cell phones, our tennis shoes, our hats yeah. actually take our clothes, certain clothing that we wear at certain times. Um, the automobiles that we drive, um, take away from our connection from the earth and thus it throws us off balance chemically. Um, even, uh, even, uh, when you have, when a woman has a child, um, and she doesn't recover properly internally that, that, that those hormones and that chemical balance is thrown off. Um, even fathers when they release and not, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm just, I'm just stating my opinion. Uh, when, when fathers, release the sperm to even make the baby, um, if they don't know how to reset or refill or recharge themselves after that experience, or they're just dumping their load into anything and everybody, um, then it also throws them off internally, uh, chemically as well. And so I just feel like, (laughs) I just feel like, um, we, we need to teach a course on being selective with the people in your life based upon their energy. What do you feel about that Penelope? Oh, yes. I think that you said something that most people wouldn't say. And it's 
it's really true. I mean, all of these things matter and why they matter, you know, to some people, it might sound a little silly. They, I call it osmotic energy balancing when you go out into nature. Nowadays, they call it forest bathing. You know, it's this new fandangled thing. They call it forest bathing. And to some people, that might sound a little like, you know, does that really work? But it does work. And why this matters is because this energy that you are, that you're vibing in, is what you create your life with. Yes. That's what you're creating your relationship with. That's yes. what you're creating your work with. This work that you're doing right now on camera, the philosophy from Christopher J. This energy is what you're creating your life with. This yes. could not be more important. So is it worth going for a walk in nature, taking your shoes and socks <clears throat> off and getting grounding with the earth? Yes, it's worth it. <laughs> you are so worth it. Yeah, and and I feel like COVID nineteen is actually um is a reflection of the bad toxins and the bad virus that we as a human family have created amongst ourselves. Um, I also, um, even though it is actually a created virus but um um besides the point uh you know it's interesting because i used to work for nsa and i used to work for the cia and both agencies operate differently nsa is more so technology based cia is more so people based so i learned the best of both worlds um uh i did the army guard program at the old walter reed when it was on, when it was in washington dc on georgia avenue before they moved it to bethesda and that specific location was uh, specialized in biochemical warfare. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, and so, uh, Penelope, you had dropped a nugget on your social media, um, and I just want you to share that with the audience for a moment, because a lot of times, and I'm going to say this bluntly, because I feel like uh, you understand what I'm saying. A lot of times, because um, of my, uh, because me being a black man, a lot of times people just think that they just write the information that I have to bring off because um, it's coming from me. But when it's endorsed or supported by someone of a lighter complexion, they tend to be like, oh, wow. So he was telling the truth. Um, so <laughs> um, anyway, um, I just want you to drop that nugget uh, to to the listening audience before we get back into uh, the relationship and vibration and energy talk uh, before we conclude the show as well. Sure. And first I'm going to say that I know what you're talking about. I feel that too. So in my case, you know, I'm, I'm a woman, I'm a young woman. What does she know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, we all have that to some extent. I mean, yeah. I'm not Dr. Fauci, I'm yeah. a scientist or a doctor. So even I, with the information that I'm about to share, and we're doing a big drum roll on it here, um, can feel that way as well. But I look at you, Randy, and I've listened to a lot of the work that you both do, and I have listened to very few people as intellectual as you both, as spot on as you both, and really having a pulse on what people really think. So you have an audience, and you um, should really embrace your voice because I think we all feel like that to some extent. Yeah, and actually, that yeah. post that you're talking about, I took it off social media. What? So you, were, you were one of the lucky people that I had before <laughs> I took it off. So I had, I had a hater post something they didn't 
They didn't like it. So all of these things we do, we're sticking our necks out, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Whenever we talk about anything that's controversial, we stick our necks out to do it. And I pulled back because it was, you know, a reaction when someone posted what they posted. It was hurtful. And so I, I deleted it. We have other social media accounts for that. So I took it off my own social media, media account yeah. tied to my name, but I have kind of corporate and brand accounts. Yes. Yes. That information lives on. So now we'll drop what Randy's alluding to. So in two of my books, they're titled the likely future. If anybody wants to get those, they're on Amazon. These books are talking about coronavirus and in the books I have and, and how it was stated on my social media post was that I have a source. So as a journalist, I am presenting a, a source. Now, I'll tell you, um, because I think you do know, that that source is the spirit energy packs that came through in channeling. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not the channeler. This is someone else. Her name is Carol. She lives in Canada. But the information that was channeled in these books, everything has come true that was channeled. And so we can't help but think like, oh my goodness, this is pretty amazing. So I'll just tell you what was channeled on coronavirus in terms of the, the origins. So Pax, the spirit energy Pax, who actually introduces himself as the God being. So that gives you a little bit of context in terms of what we're talking about. Says that coronavirus indeed started at the Wuhan Institute of Virology in Wuhan, China, and that it was developed to be a weapon of war to as a macro method of creating a defenseless opponent. Mm-hmm. And so he goes on to say that, you know, while many countries are developing these um, weapons, these biologics, that at the time that it was released, that was an accident. So it wasn't meant to be released to the population, but that one female lab worker, and he actually identifies a female, a young female lab worker made a mistake in protocol and basically to cover her mistake released the virus to a local wet market. There's actually somebody who's come forward who works at the Wuhan Institute of Virology who has come forward with something that sounds very similar. And then strangely, everything that she put out on social media has been deleted and her accounts have been deleted. So you wouldn't be able to find that, but it's just interesting. And um, I'd like to just say that, you know, we all have to decide if this is information that is valid to us or not. Um, It was also told to me that the reason why this matters is because the Chinese scientists know a lot more about the virus. And if we worked in collaboration with them, we would get much further. And Pax also says to look for our scientists to look to the cures that were successful with polio. So polio, this disease that we had a long time ago that is, you know, we don't even have that disease anymore, to look to the drugs that were successful with polio and that that would be developed into a successful vaccine for COVID and all of its strains. So it's no longer just one COVID. You look at different symptoms and the way it presents differently in different people. It's not even one disease anymore. So when they do come out with vaccines, and they will, and they will be successful for some strains, but to look at, uh, you know, a one and done, vaccine that will handle all of the strains and all of the ways that COVID has mutated within the body to look to the polio reduction methods that were successful. And this, this will be a neurological interrupter. 
So he also says, uh, I know I'm getting okay. a lot of information, but it's, it's important. So cut me off. Cut me off. Anytime. No, no, you're you good. You're good. You're good. Keep going. He says that um, the virus inserts into the cells of our body something called anemones. And anemones are dormant buds. They're, they're latent buds that go dormant and can rebloom. Yeah. So now we're starting to hear. So this was written, you know, months and months ago. We're starting to hear these reports around the world of people that say they caught coronavirus for a second time. Yeah. Well, it's not that they caught the virus again, but it had never left the body. Yes. According to PAC. So it's really interesting. And I just encourage people to decide for themselves. I know that's a, hey, that was a little even out there for me too, you know, <coughs> channeling and, and writing these books. But I have come to decide for myself that the information is too valuable to sit on and that we'll um, hope that it reaches some doctors and scientists and hope that it does some good and um, that each person should just decide for themselves if that's something that resonates with them or not. So I want to, I want to bring some, uh, um, some, some actual, uh, some factual things to support what you just said. Number one, uh, a good friend, David Icky, who uh, is an older white gentleman that I'm very cool with. Um, They actually banned him from uh, social media. Um, Well, tried to anyway. He had to find loopholes. Um, He talks about how this was all planned out. Um, There is a book that was written um, that talks about the release of uh, the coronavirus from Wuhan, uh, China. And um, that uh, also... This information will be available to the public because it'll be declassified in March 2021. Um, yeah, which was some of the when I was looking for a select agency, I saw some some very interesting things, and uh, you know it was interesting because uh, the Chewing Show started in 2013, and when I started, it was giving out a lot of information about dates and events that were going to take place, and um. When those things started happening, and that's when people started paying attention, I right. created I created a documentary called Inventors of Evil. Um, oh God, when did I create that? I think 2015. Um, and they took it. I had a private showings, uh, private screenings. I'm sorry uh, of the of the documentary, and they took that offline um, wow. and deleted it off my hard drive. Um, So when it comes to selected warfare from people in power, I am very, and that's just the icing on the cake. I am very, very, very aware of that. Um, I'll be even surprised if that young lady is still breathing till this uh, right now. Um, Right. Yeah. And you just don't know. Yeah. Um, Just want to say, okay, so this book, which is another one entirely. Do One to Earth. Published this year. Uh This book, Do One to Earth, has again, channeled from the Spirit Energy Pack, who introduces himself as the God being, so just to kind of um, who we're talking about here, gives the solution to interstellar travel, so replacement to all fossil fuel, big, big stuff, yeah. replacement to all plastic. In this book, we're talking about billion-dollar ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, I, We're kind of worried about it, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's no. listening? <laughs> you get, uh, I guess, I guess, uh, from my experience, I got used to the warfare. Um, So when they're not bothering me, I I feel like something's wrong at this point. Um, Oh, wow. But, but we're going to, we're going to bring you back on another show and then we're going to dive into that real deeply. But before we let you go, um, 
why do you feel like uh back on the energy and relationships yep. why do you feel like uh some people do you feel like that there are people that no matter how great you are they're just ungrateful for what they have and if so is that an energy thing or is that um is that something that is genetically passed down because I ask that because I have a statement that says that attitude is the atmosphere of your mind. And, um, is that, is that just the atmosphere of that individual's mind or is that something that is passed down through them genetically? I think that's inwardly projected viral energy. So there's viral energy that we project to others and to the world and that there's the viral energy we project to ourselves. You think of depression, you think of ungratefulness as one of them. This has to be an individual conversation. So each person is going to be a little bit different in mm-hmm. where that started for them. But sometimes when people are very unhappy, it comes across as, you know, this ungratefulness. So I would say that it's, you know, them and it's not you. Absolutely. For sure. I think that you could say that universally in that case. I do remember a time when I was that person, maybe a different scenario to what you're thinking, but we'll go back a long, long time. Okay. Um, A long time ago. And I remember, um, you know, I, I was lonely. I didn't have the relationship that I wanted. Maybe I recently had a breakup. I was broke um, in debt, you know, just life, you know, everything was not what I wanted it to be. So I blamed my past. I was a runaway at 15 years old. We have a lot more to talk about. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, runaway at 15 years old. And I blamed, you know, still my parents for having let that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, my circumstances now were related to these things. So one day I had almost like it was an out-of-body experience. I remember lying on my bed at the time I was living in Nashville I remember lying on my bed and I was just, you know, crying like, you know, why, you know, do I have to keep going through this again, keep going through this loss and this this lack and this loneliness and having to do this again. And I had literally this out of body experience where I almost saw like saw my own body like floating on top. And then I came back into my body and just started weeping. And I realized that lack and loneliness were my friends and I had got so used to them that I wasn't willing to let them go. I, I, I was attached to them and loved them in a way. So I went through this process and I actually talk about this story in the book, The Magic of Viral Energy. Mm-hmm. And I just, I knew what to do. I needed to be grateful for them. And so I said, thank you, lack. Thank you, loneliness. For all that you've taught me, I release you. I'll carry you always in my heart, but I don't need you anymore. Mm. And that was a turning point. Shortly thereafter, I met my husband. And that's true. I mean, I had to be grateful for the very things that I resented mm. before I could be free of them. Mm. Christopher J, anything you want to say before we close out the show and I'll let Penelope promote her stuff again? Um, thank you. Um, I appreciate you. Yeah, it was definitely a lot to think about. Um, I would, yeah, I think I'm definitely going to invest in your books as well. Oh, I'm going to mail them to you. Oh, I, I I appreciate that. <laughs> um, I'll, um, I'll message you uh, my address. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it's definitely a lot to think about. Um, 
periods of reflective moments are definitely necessary for growth. Um, but I definitely took in, I was definitely a dry sponge in this case. Uh, even if a lot of it was definitely obvious. Yeah. I appreciate you. Thank you. And hope to see you again. (laughs) We will. Thank you. I appreciate you both as well. And Penelope, is anything that you want to, uh, promote again, uh, before we end out tonight's show? Sure. I just want to tell everybody that, you know, the work I do is to help other people. So this is all a long love letter to you. And I have um, the books, of course, but courses through the Viral Energy Institute. So you can go to PenelopeJeanHayes.com or you can go to OnePenelope.com. That's even easier. Just the number one Penelope.com. You can also go to ViralEnergyInstitute.com. But all of that is linked through the main website. So if you can't uh, you know, scribble that down fast enough, just go to onepenelope.com and you will find that. But I would like to, you know, help other people and connect with other people. And I think there's a lot of information here that is things that we've never really thought of this way before. And um, tell everyone where they can get your books one more time. Sure. The magic of viral energy is everywhere books are sold. So all of the bookstores, of course, Amazon, I know a lot of bookstores are closed right now. So all of my books are available on Amazon. I think that makes it the easiest. And again, if you go to onepenelope.com, you'll see the books there and there's direct links that will take you right to Amazon or wherever else you want to buy those. And before we run out of time, I just want to tell you both that I'm really vibing you. I really Feel your energy, both of you. I see Christopher's very introspective and definitely uh, a sponge during this. And I just am really connecting with both of your energy. And I just want to tell you that you're you're beautiful. You really are. You're beautiful people. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. You know, I try I try to do things like keep my hygiene up and brush my teeth and then... <laughs> No, we really appreciate it. Listen, this was the Chew on that show. Uh we had a very special guest. It was a lovely conversation. We went with the flow of things. Um the Chew on that show, we can get highly controversial, we can have fun. Uh, we can talk serious things like uh, creative vaccinations, or we can talk about how people over 300 pounds don't deserve true love. It all depends on <laughs> what we talk about <laughs> the two and that show. My but listen, true. stay tuned. We'll be right back next week with another topic, another banger. Ooh. It's your boy Randy Chu, a.k.a. Mr. Chu on that, and we will see you next week. Deuces. Oh, Penelope, that was hot fire. That was hot monkey lava. I loved it, guys. Yes. Cool. So, um, yeah, I'll shoot you uh, all of our info and and addresses and all that stuff, and then we can talk about the um, Mm -hmm. brainstorming in the near future because I definitely need your help on that True Noble True stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I think we'll do something together, and I'll um, I'll mail you both a book. Okay. So you can either just email me at Penelope at onepenelope.com. Okay. Or hit me up through social, and I'll write you back either way. Cool, cool. Okay, that'll work. Awesome. All right, thank I, you. I do okay. have a question. Oh, I do have a yeah. question. Um, I I've been asked and told by multiple people over the years that I should be like writing a book, and I've finally come to terms with what I think I want to identify and this is has to do with both my childhood into my adulthood mm-hmm. um 
and I think I have a book which would be like the teaching, the teachings and the acceptance of toxic masculinity.